0: Does anyone even really like prequels? I mean, Solo, a Star Wars story, is coming out, and I don't think anyone really asked for it. But we're going to not just talk about Solo, but we're going to talk about prequels in general on episode 54 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome everyone to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek, and uh, one of our usual uh, co-hosts, Jess Quaz, uh, is not able to make it today. She's uh, working on some stuff, and uh, we decided to bring back uh, one of my favorite guests who's been on multiple episodes, Josh Sibley, everyone. Josh, how's it going? It is It is going well. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, you know, it's, we're still in a post infinity war era now um <laughs> post deadpool 2 era true. and uh that's not true for me i have i have yet to see deadpool 2 well that's but. a shame but uh, yeah uh th- this actually just came up in a conversation between you and i uh solo at the time we're recording this is coming out later this week and a lot of people over the last year or so have just been like do we even want this does anyone really like prequels? And it, it's kind of sparked into conversations with yourself and various friends. So I figured, why not bring that to the podcast? Um, Josh, uh, since it's been a while since we have had you, is there anything that uh, you'd like to update the uh, the listeners on or anything you'd like to plug or anything? Um, you have new stuff coming out?
1: Yeah, we um, uh, Deft Pictures. My little company. We have a short film coming out, hopefully later this summer, early fall. Um, We've gotten tied up doing music videos and some other, you know, kind of, you know, real work. (laughs) (laughs) So we uh, we haven't been able to get some of that done, but um, we're hoping later this later this year we'll have that. And uh, you know, I know it's not even June yet, but uh, look forward to another Christmas video hopefully this year yes
0: josh who's uh this is the man behind two of our uh three christmas videos over the last couple years and josh talked about possibly finishing it as a trilogy but uh i think it should be a new yearly tradition for entertainment buffet (laughs) we we will see it's it's possible maybe
1: we'll take a year off who knows but hopefully there'll be a short film uh, a couple short films maybe even later this year
0: Awesome. Um, so if you've listened to the last couple episodes of the podcast, uh, we are getting closer and closer to Entertainment Buffet's second theater, the, theater, the theatrical production. Uh, it is called Out of This World. Uh, it is coming in just a few weeks. So you can get your tickets for that on stage773.com. Out of This World is only four shows. It's a couple Thursdays and a couple Sundays in June. Uh, so please check that out while you can. Tickets are limited, but they are available online now at stage773.com. Like I've brought up before on the show, it is four short plays. They are sci-fi fantasy comedy related. One's gonna be about murder and time travel and the devil and an alien. It's just a mixture of a bunch of stuff. We've been describing it as Twilight Zone meets dark sketch comedy. So uh, please uh, check that out in the next few weeks. It is getting very close. And also if you've been watching any of our uh, YouTube work, we uh, are still releasing the season of plan b the web series uh in uh, just a few days now episode seven will be coming out and we're getting close to the end of the season so please check that out as well a uh, long time coming josh has been awesome enough to help us put that together that long-awaited project
1: <laughs>
0: yep just finished up uh, one of the cuts the other day yeah josh is i'm sure like myself ready to just be done with the show so everyone can just watch it and it's out in the universe I've probably seen it more than anyone (laughs) well I doubt that compared to myself but (laughs) you're probably second to me now um but yeah so check out plan B and um also, just stay tuned. Uh, our, our latest short film we finished, Mario Party Kills Friendships. We're uh, going to be premiering that soon. Maybe releasing that online. Waiting to hear back from a couple festivals. And so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, still not out yet. I, I feel like I watched that like two months ago now. <laughs> that's because that's because you are, are one of the exclusives who got a, a sneak preview, Josh. Um, I
1: feel like I don't know. I don't know anything. I went to the movies today and I was watching all the trailers for that and I was like. Jurassic World 2 comes out this year? (laughs) I swore that came out like six months ago. I was looking for it on DVD.
0: Oh, God, I'd like to forget that that's coming out. Um, Or uh, I'll say something that Jess uh, brought up before. She was like, you know, I can't wait for that to come out just so I can stop watching those goddamn trailers in the movie theater because she's seen the Jurassic World uh, Lost Kingdom trailers too much, and I agree with that. (laughs) I've seen it so many times.
1: There There was one trailer that was, I can't remember what movie it was now, but it played so many times because they delayed the movie. And so for like a year and a half, I saw the same trailer in almost every movie I went to go see. And I think it was something with like Mark Ruffalo or something that they just kept delaying. It wasn't, you know, one, like, of the, wasn't one of the Maze Runner movies? <laughs> No, it wasn't It wasn't Maze Runner. It was something,
0: um, I can't remember what it was. It's not important. Not important. Uh, all right. So, uh, like I said, we're going to be discussing prequels on this episode. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe so you don't miss uh, new episodes of the podcast dropping uh, every couple of weeks now and uh, at least uh, two or three a month. And uh, one of these days, Josh and I will hopefully bring back film tweakers uh, <laughs> for, for all the film tweaker fans out there. And I'm sure in the next few... Write me an email. (laughs) If you you really want to see a film Tweaker's episode, I'll I'll bring it back for you.
1: I'll just specifically email it to you.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, If you do want to email us, though, entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com. Yeah, and, and in a few weeks... Westworld season two will be finishing. And I know, Josh, we're going to have to bring you on to talk about that since, uh, man, can you remember it was 2016 when we did the episode? It was, I think, episode like 21 of the podcast where we talked about season one of Westworld.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was right after um, we shot Christmas Present. It was
0: right around then. Wow. Because it was it was Christmas time, 2016. Jeez. And I remember everyone was like, God, Westworld's not coming back to 2018? That sounds so far away. And now, now look at us. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like, you know, a series of
1: unfortunate events. When that came back, I was like, man, that's already on season two? I remember when it ended
0: last year, and I was like, oh, man, i got to wait a year and a half? Exactly. And before you know it, Game of Thrones final season will be back, and then we'll be like, oh, God. Remember, that was back in 2017. But, uh let's yeah. uh <laughs> speaking of that let's talk about uh what we've been watching so uh josh what are uh some tv shows or movies you've been watching lately that you'd like to uh bring up at all um well i've uh,
1: been kind of busy with various projects so i haven't had a ton of time to watch a lot of movies but um over the last couple of weeks i watched uh rocky i've never seen rocky before so that was kind of a interesting experience there's something kind of weird about watching like a classic like that that you know so many things have borrowed from yeah because it's hard to watch it because you're kind of like oh i've seen this already but you know it's the first one that that did it so it's it's you know you try to look at it through that lens and then and a um, young
0: sylvester stallone <laughs> yes
1: and then i watched uh, creed last night i'd never seen that that was an excellent movie i i think that that was probably better than uh, black panther if you're going to talk about Ryan Coogler films,
0: oh well, I yeah, really, Creed. Really, really liked. That was one of my Creed. favorite that year. It was so good. It should have been like serious contender for best picture.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it wasn't. That's probably because it was a Rocky movie. But he got nominated for best actor or supporting, I think.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, any other? Uh, I, I heard. I think you were telling me earlier you saw Avengers: Infinity War again.
1: Yes, uh, I have movie <clears> pass. Not sponsored by MoviePass, but um, so we paid to see the the first time in theaters, and I decided to uh, check out Avengers Infinity War again, which is, um, believe it or not, the first time in like three or four years I've gone to see a Marvel film twice in theaters. I used to see them all like two or three times, and then I kind of just got tired of them. So I think that's, I think Winter Soldier was the last time. Wow. Better Guardians of the Galaxy was the last time I saw them twice.
0: Wow yeah I uh I saw it for the third time this last week um it's funny how it's like two and a half hours almost two hours and 40 minutes yet it flies by to me uh it is really it's really fast paced and w- which kills me when some people say it's too long I think it could have gone like another 15 20 minutes and just given more characters more time honestly
1: uh yeah that would that would be a complaint to have of the of the film is like there's a the the part where uh, they're talking with the Guardians of the Galaxy are talking with Thor feels like a really good Guardians of the Galaxy movie and then I kind of get thrown into an Iron Man movie and I'm like oh I kind of wish I kind of wish I could just watch each of these movies yeah. on their own but um, something I did catch this time watching it that I, I didn't someone a co-worker pointed out to me um, the CG on Mark Ruffalo in his last shot that he's in like are we allowed to do spoilers?
0: Uh, sure um, little warning skip ahead like 15-30 seconds if you don't want to hear Avengers Infinity War spoilers <laughs> it's, just, it's just his last shot that he's in the movie and all the remaining
1: Avengers are gathered around and, and Captain America's like oh god his lighting is so bad like they put him in like a green screen and he doesn't match what anyone else is doing and I didn't notice it the first time and now I noticed it and I can't unsee it he looks <laughs> like he's copied and pasted into the Hulkbuster <laughs> and it's 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 terrible, and I was like, "Why, what were you guys thinking how did how did you how did this get approved?
0: <laughs> Maybe they just thought no one would notice it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, so bad, yeah, so adventures in infinity War if you want to hear our full analysis on that, uh go back and listen to episode fifty three Jess and I dove into it, and you can hear what we were predicting before the movie came out in episode fifty two and see how wrong we were on some things, but um so yeah, uh, just a couple other movies I watched. Uh, I I rewatched Shrek for the first time in like a long time, and like Classic. like that movie, I it's definitely probably in my top ten animated movies because it just it flies by. Like I think a lot of the references like still hold, like it holds up. Like there's obviously it's Smash Mouth and a lot of people love to like joke like oh it dates it it's Smash Mouth but everyone loves All Star come on <laughs> it's true um, somebody <laughs> once told me <laughs> that the world was gonna roll me yeah you
1: know, but uh...
0: um, yeah and so I had watched that um, another classic movie I'd saw with, through my DVD.com subscription uh, was My Dinner with Andre. Uh, the only reason I knew about that was because based on the episode of Community where they parody My Dinner with Andre. But yeah, the entire movie except for like a little voiceover in the beginning and a little voiceover at the end. The entire movie is at dinner between these two guys. Uh, and I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but it just it was interesting to see them try to pull that off for a full film. Just these two guys talking. Um, and lastly, I mentioned it before, I saw Deadpool 2. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it yet, I really recommend it, especially if you like the first one. I think there's too many people like, oh, it's better than the first one. It's worse than the first one. It's this, it's like, let's just stop comparing the two. Like it's two different directors. I'm, I know it's the same character, but like, it's a sequel. So like they had to go bigger, they had to go like more ridiculous. And I think they pulled it off, um... And, like, all sequels, like, there's going to be some better things and some worse things. But Deadpool 2 was a super fun time. I'm definitely seeing it at least one more time in theaters, maybe a couple times. Just depends on what other uh, movies are coming out. But, yeah, Deadpool 2, definitely worth the watch. Um, and, yeah, uh, anything you've been watching TV-wise, Josh, uh, besides what we brought up Westworld? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm slowly catching up on Westworld. Um, I've been watching the... F- I guess the final season on Fox of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and New Girl, but nothing really to report there. I have been watching the um, remix edit of uh, Arrested Development. Yes. Season four. I
0: watched like the first episode or two. How far are you into that?
1: Seven or eight, I think, into it now. Wow. It's... um, I have the same feelings that I have towards season four with it, but it does help it flow a little bit better. And it also helps it kind of... um, I don't like the fact that they retroactively fixed it. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, you can tell it doesn't work in parts, but <clears throat> some of the storylines from the uh, original one, you know, that I didn't care for, make it easier to get through, because they're smaller and more bite-sized. Yeah. And, um, you know, some, some heavy narration from Ron Howard. Yeah, heads, he- but heavy, <laughs> heavy narration. <laughs> it help, it help it kind of flow, but the story is still kind of confusing, and... Some of the characters, they're just not strong enough characters to carry episodes on their own.
0: Yeah, I think and that's, like, I think that's just what the, the biggest issue with that fourth season was. And, like, I, I, I don't hate it by any means, uh, but... Uh, no. Yeah, it's... yeah but it's...
1: It's not the same as the... I, I heard season five, uh, which I think premieres next Tuesday, the 29th, is supposed to be um, uh, better. Yeah. Back to the original kind of kind of stuff.
0: yeah. Um, Yeah, honestly, the only other TV I've been watching is, uh, like, a week or two ago, I uh, saw the season finales of both Silicon Valley and Barry on HBO. Uh, Those have kind of been the other two, like, comedies I've been watching week to week. And uh, Barry, if no one has seen it, please check out Barry. It has Bill Hader uh, as a hitman who ends up taking an acting class, and it's like like hilarious but also really really dark like there's some episodes where I'm like oh my god is this a drama but it's a really good drama but then it's really funny (laughs) so like and I even heard the co-creator Alec Berg who also co-created Silicon Valley used to write for Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm he's kind of like yeah we don't even really consider it a comedy or a drama we just like whatever that needs it to be and whatever makes sense for the story and I was like interesting interesting way to look at it but uh, yeah check out those shows Silicon Valley and Barry they're both eight episode seasons really breezy you know to to binge Um, but yeah Josh let's jump into our discussion on prequels so we started talking about this because Solo a Star Wars story is coming out now I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about this but like we I feel like we need to considering it's coming out later this week so what what was your thoughts on in general a solo prequel movie even before like let's take out of consideration the 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 director fiasco the casting of solo like back when they said hey we're doing a solo prequel story what did you think
1: i kept hoping they'd cancel it <laughs> if i'm gonna be honest i just i don't i don't need his backstory I mean, am I going to see the movie? Yes, I'll see the movie. Do I, do I need his, his back? It's like the DC movies. Like, I end up going to see them anyway. But do I, I don't need Han Solo's backstory. I mean, to me, when you meet him in that uh, the bar in Star Wars, that's kind of, that's, that's all you need. Yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, when he says, you know, I made the, the castle run in less than 12 parsecs, it's like, okay, he did something crazy, and he did it fast, that strikes me as what I need to know about him.
0: Yeah, you don't need to see the Kessel Run.
1: <laughs> no, but um, they're going to continue to mine Star Wars until there's nothing left of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Definitely. I I also was not too enthused about it. I mean, I thought, like, I was like, maybe there's aspects of it that could work or be entertaining, but I agree, like, the, the meeting him in the bar with Chewie and then he shoots Greedo first, um, all that kind of stuff, like, it just that was Solo, and then you see his arc play over the the trilogy, and then now, you know, he was in Force Awakens, so, like, I felt like we got plenty of him, but you know they're gonna milk it as much as it's worth. Uh, Now, as far as, like, early reviews, like, people have been talking about that, like, it's actually, you know, it's not great, but, like, it's entertaining, and it's fun, and uh, apparently Donald Glover is awesome as Lando, a young Lando Calrissian, and I, uh, there's rumors now already that they're going to do a Lando uh, solo movie, not like solo as in like just him, not Han Solo. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, what do you think about something like that? Lando, who is like a smaller character in the Star Wars universe, getting his own movie. Is that more interesting? Because we've seen less of him. I mean, I know I've, I've joked with you about you know really
1: wanting to see an Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff just because I want to see more of like you and McGregor, and I think they could do a really cool like Unforgiven type you know movie of him in the Tatooine desert you know but do something different with it. But um, besides that, I don't want to see any other Star Wars spinoff characters. I'm I'm tired of it. I want the only Star Wars <laughs> So, so I'm wait, really the first wait wait a
0: minute wait a minute the first Solo spinoff movie and goddamn it I'm going to keep saying Solo the first Single character character spin-off and you're already sick of it? <laughs> I'm already sick of it,
1: and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm sick of it. It's because we're we're just gonna keep mining these characters and we're gonna keep mining these backstories and you know all this stuff and we I, I wanna see new parts of Star Wars. I don't want to see the same characters played by different actors. I wanna see different different parts. You know, they can take place concurrently with the original trilogy if they want. But you know, to me, like the interesting part of Star Wars is what happened between episodes six and seven. Yeah. Why? Are, why are we telling stories then, or even just, which? There's know,
0: rumors that the John Favreau TV series could co- could take place during that period. Do I do I think it's going to be about our main trio of heroes of Leia, Luke, and Han? No. Well, but, it's
1: kind of like you've seen Star Wars
0: Rebels. Uh, just clips, but not definitely not episodes.
1: It's pretty good. It's twenty two ninety nine on Amazon right now. Season three, <laughs> <laughs> two day shipping. No, I was kidding. If uh, Star Wars, Star Wars Rebels is is well told and it doesn't follow any of our main characters, um, but it gives you a sense that there's a bigger part to the universe. And actually, it makes the prequels better because it gives a sense of like, okay, this is how the empire's bad. This is how you know things are going. And and that's what I want to see more of. Gotcha. If we're gonna do Star Wars movies, I want to see different genres. I want to see different, different types. You know, people playing in this in this universe, which is just basically a giant sandbox. So I'm excited for like you know, Ryan Johnson's um, new trilogy. You know, I, I want to see different different parts of the Star Wars universe and just not the same. Okay. Yeah. You know, what did Han Solo do? What did Lando do before that? Yeah. You know, because it's kind of cheapens the screenwriting.
0: Yeah. Uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff from Game of Thrones are also going to do some sort of trilogy so that'll be interesting. I forgot this whole thing. (laughs) I think if you're a
1: white man in Hollywood you're kind of given a a Star Wars movie at some point here. It's coming
0: up. (laughs) Um, See like okay so like my opinion on like the the potential of a Lando movie the only reason that that one seems a little bit more interesting to me is because Lando like let's really think about the Lando character he's really only in like what the last third of Empire Strikes Back and then he's just like in like little portions of Return of the Jedi but he's not really a major character um and like I heard that there's a comic series I don't know how well the Marvel Lando uh, comic series is doing, but like seeing him being someone that was like a scoundrel that like knew uh, Solo, which we're going to see in the Solo movie, but then like being someone of power and like Cloud City, you know, like he also, and it's not even like, I, it, I don't need to see stuff with like, Oh, how do you lose the Millennium Falcon and all that stuff. But like, that seems like there's like 30 some years there between like the solo movie and like the first movie or something like a good 10, 20 some years where it's like, what was Lando up to? Like that's something different. And like you said, it's not the same characters. It's not a Skywalker. It's not a, a, a Kenobi. It's not anyone from like that usual family of people, um, where it could be something different. Uh, and, like, honestly, like, I like the... But go for it. Go I, ahead.
1: I just I just think it's going to, if we keep doing that, it's going to turn into, you know, Kia Diem Mundi, the, a Star Wars story. We're going to learn how <laughs> that guy showed up on the Jedi Council. You know, it's just going to be... And we're going to learn all about the droid attack on the Wookiees. You know, it's just not going to... It's not going oh,
0: I'm, to stop. Oh, I'm not saying we do it to death, because I totally agree. Like, I, I, I have always said that, that like, I want to see that star wars in particular go forward um but like just for the benefit of our prequel discussion i was just curious what you thought when they said about a lando movie now uh i feel like before we move on from the star wars side of this prequel topic we we should cover um i I think you said you didn't really consider this a prequel but I, i think it kind of falls into the prequel category which is rogue one Um, pre-sequel pre-sequel yeah it's kind of just like a a uh an addition uh that's a movie i think the reason that that worked for me was because besides like the vader stuff or like certain characters that were from the original movie uh we had no idea what was going to happen to them so like they could have all died they could have you know I don't know, betrayed the rebels. Some of them could have done this. Like there were so many options so that like, to me, uh, and this is something I'm going to really bring up when we get into the conversation of like, whether we like prequels in general, which is, it felt like there was stakes because I didn't know where they were going to end up. Uh, and, and, We even joked when we were talking about doing this topic on the podcast. Was so there's the trailer for Solo where, um, they're like doing this space train heist, and like Solo and Chewie are on top of it, and like Chewie falls, and like Solo's hanging on to him, and like Chewie is like hanging off the train, heading right for a rock, and it looks like he's gonna like collide with it and possibly get killed. And you joked, like man i sure hope chewie ends up okay you know <laughs> yeah, i i worry about this new chewie character
1: I hope he's okay
0: <laughs> but it was the, that is the stuff that bothers me so much about prequels in general anytime you put their life like that you think that their life is at stake we know it's not because they're in a future movie so that's where you know rogue 1 had no idea what was going to happen to them, and then spoiler alert for Rogue One: when they all die, it's like, oh shit, um, this is literally a one-off story. <laughs> this is yeah. this is not going to spin mean, off into a weird side trilogy, which you know I could have seen them doing that. Like, or I mean, like we yeah, know oh, exactly <laughs> the, the the Rogue One two, Rogue Two. <laughs> this time
1: the Bothans die.
0: Rogue 2 Part 1. <laughs>
1: it's, uh, I have problems with Rogue One, but they're not related to it being a prequel. It's more of just that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense at the beginning. But um, <laughs> the the thing that it does, and this applies to my take on prequels in, in general, is that from a storytelling perspective, is that it it, it enhances the originals you know it takes something that you you didn't know about it and it makes it better cuz all of a sudden the stakes and a new hope are even higher and you kind of get a backstory to okay I see what's going on like this this was such a huge sacrifice that these people made for these plans yes that you know you, you get the sense of okay this is what the rebellion was like and this is what they all went through this is the battle they lost and now they're they're beaten up but it also doesn't make it so you can't watch the original without seeing Rogue One it enhances but it doesn't Try. You don't
0: need one without the other necessarily. Correct. Yeah. Which I agree. I think that's what makes the. It's funny. Uh, I think someone once like tweeted or joked, just like, you know, I'm pretty sure the Rogue One pitch was, hey, there was a plot divide there was a a plot mistake or a plot hole in the original Star Wars do we want to make an entire movie just to fix that plot hole? And someone's like, "Well, all we right. It, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't want to... a
1: 40-year-old plot hole. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: but I don't want to talk about Star Wars the whole time because th- that's something... No more Star Wars. We're done. We're done. We've talked plenty about it. No, no
1: more Star Wars or <laughs> Marvel
0: <laughs> or... Cinematic Universe. Moving on to something else. Yes. So, moving on to uh, some other types of prequels, uh, one thing I found out because... Not a lot of prequels are well-received. There's things like Dumb and Dumber 2, When Harry Met Lloyd. Or, you know. I think it's just Dumb and Dumber When Harry Met oh, Lloyd. Oh, that's right. Um, I think Dumb and Dumber 2 is the sequel. Yes, I forgot that there's a Dumb and Dumber sequel, to be honest. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like there's, or like Scorpion King with The Rock from like the Mummy oh, movies. Oh, I forgot about that. That like, they're, they're definitely like not well-received. Um, Aren't they both like straight to DVDs? Um, straight to video? no, I think they had a, I think they had a little run in the theater. I don't think a good one, but um, I think there's like two or three sequels to Scorpion King that were straight to DVD. That <laughs> um, where like The Rock isn't even in it; it's like Randy Couture from like the uh, MMA, which doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, so, uh, I noticed that there was a little trend for a lot of the prequels that were well received, which is like reboots. And, um, you
1: were, you were talking about that earlier, and I I had a thought on that. Yeah. So I think the, I think the problem is is that if you don't look at them as reboots, so ignore that they have other movies that come after them. Yeah. And pretend that they were all one offs and they work as prequels. Yeah. So look at, like, you know, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek and look at the, um, you know, I mean, not uh, Batman Begins, maybe not so much, because it's kind of a totally different take. But, you know, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Casino Royale. Casino Royale. I mean, you could you could buy that... Uh, Casino Royale's harder, because he's, you know, a different Bond. But you could buy that, you know, X-Men First Class, that kind of stuff, that that is the same character that you're going to see later. It's when they start adding the additional movies and make franchises out of the prequels that kind of make it so it's like, okay you know is is the planet of the apes trilogy is that a prequel to the planet of the apes or is that just kind of its own thing
0: yeah so i would love to talk about uh planet of the apes because that went from just being like i remember when it was coming out i was like really they're gonna dig up this old franchise and try to start I it I, I literally thought i'm like oh god they're trying to start it over. And at first, like, from the commercials, I'm like, oh, the apes don't even look that good. You know, like, it looked okay. Um, the, it was really...
1: I'm surprised that they actually made a sequel to it because it was so poorly, like, marketed, the first one. Yeah. I, I think it... I remember seeing the trailers and it looked like an action movie.
0: Exactly. And, because, uh, like, it kept showing the, the scene where they're, like, crossing the bridge and it looked like it was yep. just a big CGI set piece. Um, but... Yeah, so like Rise of the Planet of the Apes is an interesting movie because I when I first saw it had not seen the original Planet of the Apes or any of the other movies like even the Tim Burton attempted I'd seen clips of but like never seen a full Planet of the Apes movie. So like that was my first experience to it and honestly I think it like worked well as a prequel because it could be connected to the other ones. If you wanted it to, or it was just kind of starting the story over, uh, like it worked mm-hmm. in both ways. Um, but like also, like it told it differently. Like they had always used costumes and uh, special effects and makeup, or not special effects, uh, makeup and practical effects. And this was like the first time they're like, all right, now we're going to do motion capture. And so they did something different. Um, did you see Rise of the Planet of the Apes when it first came out, or like later?
1: Um, I saw it in theaters. But it was it was probably a couple of weeks after it had been out. Um, yeah, because a friend and I decided to go see it, and we were kind of like, we'd heard good things about it. So we're like, well, let's go check it out. And um, I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. This is one of the few movies that I remember, like, sitting in the theater. And it was it was like a Friday night, so it's still a fairly packed theater. Um, that there was, like, kind of, you know, those, those cool theater moments that happen where, like, the whole audience has the same reaction. Uh-huh. And it was when, you know, Caesar talks for the first time. Oh yes. Everyone just gasped and you know, I mean I could do a whole podcast on the that that trilogy of movies but in for the sake of time we'll, we'll <laughs> jump on the other things.
0: Yeah, no, I it's funny cuz I actually only saw that one like I think it was like a couple like a month before Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was coming out cuz Dawn looked so good that I was like, well, "Alright, well I got to go see Rise." And like I finally like rented it and saw it and loved it. But yeah. I think like that was I think that's the reason why, to me, it worked so well is because, like, the stakes felt different. It was kind of like an origin story for Caesar, but, like, I didn't really know. I was like, is Caesar one of the big apes in the originals? Or, like, is he, like, someone that, like, down the line, you know, was just, you know, a myth or a legend to, like, the apes? Uh, You know, I eventually saw the original Planet of the Apes years later, um, but... Yeah, it it was just very, uh, an interesting take, um, by trying to be like grounded on earth before, like it became a planet of apes and, (laughs) um, before any of them talked and like went with the sign language. It was very interesting, um, so I guess I'll spin off. Uh, it, it was actually a movie we we briefly brought up earlier, but it, I think it came out the same year as Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I think this was 2011. Uh, X-Men First Class. Uh, so yep. this was Fox. I think a lot of people thought, all right, you realized you fucked up with X-Men Last Stand. You fucked up with X-Men Origins. You're going to make... Patrick Stewart.
1: This is before the Wolverine, right?
0: Yes, this was right after X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, I think this was originally it was going to be X Men Origins Magneto, and they realized like yeah, a
1: lot of a lot of the script got um, put into it. Yeah, into first class.
0: Um, I mean, when you first saw this coming out, same with Rise of the Planet of Apes, were you sold at all? (laughs) This working? I
1: grew up on the on the X Men franchise. Same. Uh, so, so I was always excited about the new ones, and I remember the disappointment of the Last Stand. Um, <laughs> that was yeah, it was one of those movies I tried to defend for a long time, but not it doesn't hold up well. <laughs> um, uh, I I was it you know I'm always iffy when it comes to recasting and stuff too, and you know that was before I think that's the first time I ever saw Michael Fassbender. Yeah tell you the truth so that was kind of a you know he i mean he was phenomenal in it and i liked it a lot i mean it's got its its share of problems but it's not it's not a bad movie by any means and it's better than some of the other x-men movies so that was um yeah i like that a lot i think that yeah same thing you you didn't think much of it
0: yeah and and but i was so like to me it's one of my more favorite of the x-men movies uh We may just have to do a whole podcast just on the X-Men movies (laughs) at some point. But, like, first class... And their continuity. (laughs) (laughs) That's another conversation. But, um, yeah, like, what did you... uh... So, like, okay, I guess with one thing I've noticed with some prequels, and, like, uh, not necessarily going to bring up specific ones, but, like, while we're talking about first class, it seems that, like, some prequels, they like to go back to a certain distance and then try to wrap up in a position to where it really sets up not long before the last one like left off so like for example like we, and I won't get into star wars but like episode 3 they tried to really set things up so that like it wasn't f- that like, you know, it was kind of like, remember where A New Hope was in episode four? Well, here's episode three, and they're not far apart. Like, just kind of, like, set everything yeah. up. And, like, I felt like first class, like, spoilers for first class, you know, like, they have Charles Xavier get paralyzed. And like, then he's in the wheelchair, and uh, Magneto's forming the Brotherhood of, like, mutants. And, like, it's it, they really tried to, like, just in case they never continued with these actors, and, like, that storyline they're just kind of like well that's that's where that was <laughs> they tried to really you do, connect you it do kind of wonder you know
1: what what the matthew vaughn sequel would have been yeah to that instead of days of future past which i mean it's a great movie but it uh kind of ruined the x-men franchise yeah days of future past so you just, you just kind of wonder what it would have been because they had an opportunity that they could have just pretended like kind of like star trek that it was a, a reboot instead of a prequel, and just you know kept yeah. kept on. But like, what would you consider like if we're if we're getting out of the reboot territory, like like the Hobbit trilogy, is that kind of like a, a straight prequel?
0: Well, I mean, that's also <clears throat> when it comes to like Hobbit stuff, or like for example, like Fantastic Beasts for the Harry Potter universe. It's hard because like those are based on books. Or, like, you know, like, they'll eventually do a Game of Thrones prequel well, the, series. Um,
1: the uh, Fantastic Beast isn't based on a book.
0: Well, that's not based on a exact book, but I mean, like, the books had, like, a whole uh, oh, yeah. world the... built. Opposed to, you, you, you know, uh, say, like, Casino Royale. Like, sure, there was a lot of Bond books and Bond movies, but, like that didn't feel like they were pulling from something in particular or one I want to bring up at some point Monster. That was
1: the, that was the first book
0: Casino Royale. Oh, was it really? Yeah. That's, that's where Bond came from. It was just never adapted. Oh, well then one <laughs> that I will say, I know for sure, like monsters university, that was yeah. one. They just literally just took the characters from the first one. And you know, they didn't have a, a whole world built around in the background. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, Hobbit, I, like, it is a prequel because, like, they do have characters from it, like Gandalf or wherever, but, like... Bilbo? Oh, well, Legolas. yeah. Legolas. Anyone else they could shoehorn in? A- anyone else they could shoehorn in because they went from being a single movie to two movies to a trilogy. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, do you even consider Hobbit, like, prequels or are they just, like, it's a separate trilogy before it?
1: Well, I would consider it. A, I mean, if you were going to describe it to someone, and it's like, oh, it's it's a prequel to Lord of the Rings, and I would absolutely consider it a prequel because they, um, if they kept with what the book was, I think that you would consider it a side adventure almost. Uh-huh. But because of what they did with the whole necromancer and um, the stuff with uh, Gladriel and um, Hugo weaving and all that going on. I'm gonna slip in and out of actor and character names, <laughs> <laughs> but in Gandalf and everything, that's that's what kind of to me made it a a prequel because it directly set up Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you didn't see you didn't see the final movie. No, right? I <laughs> yeah. So it directly sets up Lord of the Rings in the so
0: end. So they 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 tried to do like like I was saying with First Class, like kind of just like really like try to go just up until. Like, where the other movie starts, kind of.
1: It definitely puts the the place that you could go, okay, I could see how within however long, I think 60 years, that it went from this, because, like, there's some shadowy figure that's supposed to be, like, the necromancer, and, of course, it's spoilers for the Hobbit, you know, Sauron the whole time. Yeah. And so that's, you know, it's, it's hinting at bigger things to come, but... You know, also Bilbo's unconscious for the finale of the whole thing. Like, he's like, they didn't know what to do with him, so he's just unconscious for the battle. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't even, you know, apply. But it, it, The Hobbit has that problem I have with prequels, where it has these winking references to other things. Where it's kind of like, oh, look at my son, he's a dwarf, its name is Gimli. And then Legolas is like, what an ugly you know, dwarf, I would never be friends with him, wink at camera, <laughs> ha ha, everyone laughs.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So that's that's what I hate about uh, prequels is that they, they spend all this time and they have winking references and they explain stuff that it's like, I didn't care about the origin story of that, uh, you know, thing that you had in your car or whatever yeah they have. I'm trying to think of an
0: example oh but... no like uh, okay so like X-Men Origins Wolverine when they tried doing that prequel like there's this whole sequence where like after Wolverine escapes uh, Alkali Lake where like they put the uh, the adamantium in him he like comes across these two old farmers and, like, there's a scene where, like, they're like, here. Oh, and that's where he gets his, his <laughs> clothes from. Yeah. Yeah, they like, you could wear my son's stuff. And then, like, here's this jacket. And, like, I was just like, really? Did we need to sh- see how he got his jacket and flannel?
1: <laughs> like, Well, it's like my, my Drive fanfic prequel I'm writing. <laughs> you know, I want to see how did Ryan Gosling get that... Uh, scorpion jacket that, that scorpion jacket i've always wondered you know i just assumed that uh, nemo's dad gave it to him but i don't know yeah um and that was um you know Mar um, uh, albert brooks yeah i, I got the reference right do um, wear it. i just i just i just realized that uh, i got Ron it i Coleman chose to name nemo
0: in that movie is it really i think that's his name <laughs> i cut all this out <laughs> no we're keeping it in deliberately um but, yeah, no, um, so I guess, like, that's one thing I wanted to to discuss with prequels. Okay, would you rather that they try to complete it, like, right before, like, okay, if, for example, like, we'll just use, ugh, I hate doing this, Star Wars, you know, it started with, quote, unquote, four, five, six, and then they wanted to do one, two, three, Like, do you like when they kind of lead it up to that? Or do you like prequels where they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, uh, Fantastic Beasts. We're going to go decades earlier and follow different characters so that it's... But
1: see, we can't can't judge Fantastic Beasts because it's not finished.
0: Oh, no, I know. But, like, that's just a reference. Like, I feel like, especially because you're a Harry Potter fan, and I know some people may be like, what about Harry Potter? Like, uh... Obviously, we don't know. Like, that's supposed to be like four movies or five movies. Um, I think it's a total of five of them. But like, do you like that they jumped that far forward, or, or sorry, that far back? Um, or do like what if you're gonna see a prequel? Which do you prefer? Like, way, way far back where it's you, people are extremely young, uh, or that that it's close to the original? I I guess it depends on
1: what you're your end goal is of the prequel. Because, I mean, let's be honest, most prequels are cash grabs. Yeah. But, you know, you have to look at, okay, so why why are we making this prequel? What is it about this particular story? And sometimes, you know, it's not following the main character from the original. It's not following, you know, the main plot points. But it's kind of like, okay, what about this is important enough for me to to care? So if you look at something like, you know... Um, X Men First Class. I mean, it, it kind of took them from okay. Now we understand how these characters ended up the way they they did. You know, you took them from okay, they're they're friends, and you know, Charles has this kind of crazy worldview, and he's kind of a drunk a lot. Yeah, and Magneto is you know very much like you know because you always wondered like how how in the world did those two end up becoming two sides of the same coin yeah where they both want the same thing but they go about it radically different ways. exactly and so yeah so you see them at the end with that that tear in their relationship of magneto wanting to form the brotherhood and impose mutants on people where charles wanted to slowly introduce them but i feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about prequels can we can we mention a tv show sure that is the the golden example of how prequels should be done okay and that would be Better Call Saul. Yes. Because that does enough where they bring characters back from Breaking Bad, but if you never saw Breaking Bad, you wouldn't go, who is that? Because it'd be the same thing watching Breaking Bad, and they bring some random character in. You don't go, oh, that must be from another show.
0: Yeah, definitely. I never thought about that. So, yeah, let's definitely briefly talk about Better Call Saul. Uh, I, it's funny you say that because, yeah, that that's... A lot of people were wondering, like, well, how many years for, uh, before are you going to do and, like, are you just showing, like, is this all going to lead up to where he started in Breaking Bad? And um, obviously, like, he came along and, like, Gus and Mike all came along, like, around the same time in Breaking Bad, so, like... We're going to see how, like, they got together and how they started working together and whatnot. Uh, Like, it's funny you mentioned, like, you see these other characters pop in. Um, Like, I personally, uh, like, I love the Mike stuff, but when they, um, like, started bringing in Gus really hardcore, I was like, I hope this doesn't just turn into let's try to build all of the side Breaking Bad characters. Like, because I love the Saul characters so much. I love... Uh, seeing his journey that I don't want it deterred too much away from, you know, like, oh, let's just talk about Gus and his troubles with the cartel. Because it's like, we already know how that turns out.
1: (laughs) But you also, I would argue, you also know how Saul turns out. And so the the genius of Better Call Saul is that, you know, because, yeah, when I first heard about it coming out, I was like, this doesn't seem like a good idea because what uh, I, re- I think it was originally going to be a half hour comedy
0: yeah they talked about that they're like are we gonna go the comedy route
1: but doing it as like a, a drama and when you meet Saul and after the f- or Jimmy at that point after the first couple episodes you're kind of like wow this is uh this is not what I expected because I don't know about you like I know how he turns out No yeah I know that that that's gonna happen but that doesn't bother me because it almost is like I don't want him to turn out that way. I want him to succeed at his goals, and it's the it's the dread of knowing that he's gonna become Saul.
0: Exactly. So yeah, that I guess that's that's why I should say you know I brought it before. I never like when like a character's life is in risk because we know they're gonna survive in prequels. But you're right. I mean, it's more about well, it's it's a similar thing. Like so, the whole point of Breaking Bad is like they wanted to show a journey of like a guy who starts out like kind of like a cheesy chemistry teacher who's like gets cancer and then by the end of it he's going to become like a drug lord and so mm-hmm. like yeah like you said like we're rooting for jimmy to not turn out that way but i, I also like i feel like i've gotten invested w- with some of these side characters like his love interest and you know uh you know the the conflict with his brother and and other people like we're just wondering like where that's going to go because They're not in Breaking Bad. So we wonder. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, are they just not
1: on screen in Breaking Bad? Because you didn't spend a lot of time with Saul? Yeah. Or is it, you know, there's something else going on? And so, yeah. And and back to my original point of some of the prequel stuff is that it it makes him a better character on Breaking Bad. True. Because then you kind of know his backstory and you're like, wow, you wouldn't think that this guy had this much happen to him.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: but I agree with the whole, we don't want to see the backstory of everyone, and so that's why I think it's smart of them to kind of throw some of the the Gus stuff into Better Call Saul. Because then it's kind of like, okay, we're getting some of the Gus backstory without having to, you know, growing up Gus. Or <laughs> growing gonna, you know, up
0: Gus? <laughs> Can we please Go to Vince Gilligan Gilligan we got a show for you Gillen, Gilligan Get over here Get this Growing up Gus <laughs> I'm gonna try to see how many G's I can do Gilligan get over here Get this growing up Gus Got it great
1: <laughs>
0: God The next big thing growing up Gus God that's such a good show <laughs> I really growing wanted to Gus. see how many G's they could do. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> growing up Gus. I just now uh, I just like I, I wish I had like a friend who was great at like little fan art or memes and could just create <laughs> like <laughs> a up Gus. <laughs> like it's it's making fun of like young Sheldon uh, <laughs> but it's, <Yeah>. it's <laughs> little Gus, this is Gus and his little and a little bow tie. And he's just like he's got a little box cutter. I was gonna say his little box cutter. He's opening like birthday presents. Like, why is he using a box cutter? Don't worry about it. (laughs) He really likes chicken. Uh, Better call Saul (laughs) to come back. (laughs) He really Um, likes chicken. I kind of wanted to talk about Monsters University. Um, uh, Like, I want to shift. Like, we talked a little bit about like a TV show that's a a prequel. Um, One prequel that I think is. I think a little underrated. I think people like to dismiss it because like, so Pixar, they've done many, many sequels. Uh, they try to do like spin-offs and whatnot. And people get irritated. Uh, like the, the fact that like the cars had a whole trilogy, uh, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But like, to me, I enjoyed, instead of them doing a monsters Inc Two, I enjoyed the fact that they did monsters university. So, Josh, did you see Monsters University?
1: Yes, yes. I almost watched it the other night, but I didn't get to it.
0: Um, to tell you the truth. Wait, no, so you haven't seen it? I have seen oh, it. Oh, you are re-watching I it, it. I saw
1: it in theaters, and then I saw it on Blu-ray one time, but I, I, was, I watched Monsters, Inc. not that long ago, and I thought about watching Monsters University after that, but...
0: Right. Yeah, so, like, I think the reason that worked is because... They went, like, a good, you. what would you say, like, 10 years? You know, like, 10, 20 years? Like, the, like, it's supposed to be, like, because, like, obviously, university, they're in college. Uh, mm-hmm. I just obviously don't know how old they are in ink. But clearly, um, they were, what like, adults, and now we're jumping back uh, probably a good decade to when they're kids. I, the reason it worked for me was because, like, when you look at Monsters, Inc., uh, the story is clearly more about Sully with, like, Mike being, like, the second main character, like, and, like, him kind yeah. of. But, like, Monsters University, it's Mike's story. So I like that they flipped that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's like, to me, it's, it's funny, like, not just because of the university references or college party stuff. And, like, sure, like you said, with a lot of prequels, they have little... Easter eggs they love to throw in there. Um, like like something with uh Randall, you know, the guy who's gonna be Steve Buscemi later and all that I kind of I think he's Steve Buscemi then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like his character, you know, he's the enemy of like a villain in <laughs> the next one. And but it's not even like that stuff that I like. I I, I just like like they tell just a good story. That, like, it works using the monster's universe of, like, you know, all Mike wanted to do was be a scarer. And then he has to come mm-hmm. to terms with the fact that because of like, the way he looks, that, like, it's just not going to work. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, if this is, like, a kid's movie, like, that's a big thing to, like, tell kids. Like, you can dream yeah, all you want. it's really good ending. <laughs> and you can try. But you may not always get like your dream like come true. And I was like, holy shit, like this is deep. And like kind of like Monsters Inc. when it gets emotional. Like it got me emotional for that too. Um But they, they did Mike opposed to Sully. And like I think it, it it enriches Monsters Inc. a little bit, but also you just look at the characters a little differently now.
1: Yeah, because like it also stands out its own too. What's that? It does stand on its own as well. Well,
0: exactly. You don't need to see Monsters Inc. to understand Monsters University. You can see one or the other. You don't need to see both. You don't need to see them in order. Um, mm-hmm. Whether uh, it, it's that's why, like, I think, like, what how a prequel should work. And and like I said, like, almost at no point is there like life's really at, at risk. Like, there's part where like they may be in danger, but like because it's a kids' movie, like they're not going to die. It's more so about they're going to get kicked out of school. Or, Say that to Mufasa. What's that? I said, say that to Mufasa. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I feel like that is a prequel that no one brings up. Uh, like, they they say, they, they, I think they just, I think the thing is a lot of people didn't see it, and they just assume, like, ah, it's just Pixar trying to print money.
1: <laughs> it, it, I was just looking it up. It got sandwiched in this release in between... Um, so it was the last movie they did before Inside Out. Um, so it was it was the 2013 Pixar movie, but the movies pre- preceding it were Brave and Cars 2, and then they had Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur, and I kind of feel like it got sandwiched in there and just kind of forgotten, yeah. because it had Inside Out overshadowed it on the other end, and then Brave and Cars 2, which I didn't like either of those were enough to be like, okay, Pixar's kind of going downhill. Yeah. And so I think people just kind of forgot about Monsters University in general.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I kind
1: of feel the same way about Finding Dory. No one really remembers Finding Dory. Which is
0: funny because that was the... Top domestic box office movie of 2016. It even beat Civil War, <laughs> Captain America: but, Civil but, War. I just feel like
1: no one talks about it. You know, you don't hear about. It.
0: I mean, personally, I don't talk about it because, like, I I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Finding Nemo, but also like it just felt below, like the bottom half of like Pixar movies. Like Pixar is either like really great, like groundbreaking movies, or it's kind of like, yeah, that's fine. I, I don't hate it. But I do not love it (laughs) by any means. I
1: I, I want to watch it again. I I remember liking it, but I also remember I had a really early shoot the next morning. (laughs) So I was kind of sitting there like, come on, end movie, end. Why did I go to this movie so late? (laughs) Yeah. But it also, same thing, it got sandwiched in between Good Dinosaur and Cars 3.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. So,
1: well, Cars 3 was last year.
0: Really? (laughs) Christ, I forgot about that movie. (laughs) I didn't see any of the Cars movies. Uh, saw the first two <laughs> based on the tone of which you said that is the answer on how you enjoyed them <laughs> the,
1: the 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 first one's fine it, it, after that they just kind of doesn't make any sense
0: do and I know all prequels have been handled wildly different. There's ones that go years prior they go back to when they're kids or how they became this. I mean, Batman begins, you you know, it goes all the way back to, you know, we see the origin story of Batman and all that, Mm -hmm. the training. Um, So like we see, it could be done really well. I mean, like, do you like the general idea of prequels or do you just prefer if you're going to do something, you're going to do a sequel or a spinoff uh i mean like generally do you like prequels
1: i'm, I'm gonna say with the same thing i would say to off and a um a sequel you know i i don't think that it matters what you do as long as you have the story there so if you think okay there there's definitely the story is a prequel then yeah i mean then I, I have no problem with it but if you if you don't have a reason to to tell the story you know don't don't tell it yeah which and that's the same thing with sequels too because you have a lot of sequels that, that I mean look at the I haven't seen it yet but the second season of 13 reasons why on Netflix it, it, everyone pretty much the critics have pretty much said it's it's pointless because there was no more story to tell
0: yeah. Well, and like you said, the, the unfortunate part of most things trying to become a franchise or uh, multi-season shows or things like that is because, you said, it's, it's, it's cash grab. I mean, now there are mm-hmm. some stuff that it's like, well, you know, I think, for example, like I said, like Batman Begins or Monsters University or, you know, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, like they were able to find a way to tell different stories with similar intellectual property that we've enjoyed before. Um, But I don't know. Like, I guess my, one of my biggest things with prequels is so often, I guess it's because a lot of these are like action movie type things is anytime like their lives are at stake. I'm like, well, sure. They'll turn out fine. Uh, and, And I guess if we were to spin away, instead of doing that, like, maybe get more into the character. Um, like, and it doesn't just have to be, how did they get that jacket? Or, like, how did they meet this person? But, like, how did they, mm-hmm. you know... I don't know. It, it, it feels like it has to be, like you said, there has to be a reason for the story. And I, I think sometimes I jump to conclusions by saying, like, I don't like prequels. But I think it's just because... W- w- when we were trying to look up good prequels, there is not a huge list of them. <laughs> no, no,
1: there's not. That's that's just it. It's you know, you look at, you look at some of them, and you know, I mean, and even look at like Prometheus or whatever. You know, there are some that they kind of, they kind of serve as prequels without being prequel. You know, like they're just they end up just being connected. Yes, I'm looking at a list of them right now, and
0: I, and I know. People may be like shouting at the uh, their phone or listening device. Uh, I I realize that Godfather Part Two is like a sequel slash prequel. I haven't seen it, but I know that that's always on the list of like best prequels. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like Temple of Doom. But like to me, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We were talking this a little bit before we uh, started recording. That movie it doesn't really affect Raiders in any way. It just says that it takes place like a year or so or like before Raiders, but like it doesn't matter that it does in my eyes. Uh, Like I have to read. It's been a while since I've seen it, but like I don't remember thinking like, oh, this is a direct thing to this, Uh, which is fine. It just to me, I was like, well, that's why a lot of people just thought it was a sequel because it came after Raiders um, despite the year. Any other uh, prequels that you're you're noticing that uh, we haven't covered?
1: I mean, it, it's hard sometimes because I mean, you look at, like, Hannibal, the TV show. Yeah. You know that showed the origins of Hannibal, <laughs> you know, but I didn't once think that Mods Mikkelsen was going to become Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, exactly. You know, but at the same time, you know, you knew the story. Mm-hmm. So, also, if you've never seen Hannibal, check out Hannibal. <laughs> and then, as you're watching Hannibal, remind yourself that this ran for three seasons on NBC. <laughs> yeah. I've like, s- this was on network television. I've, I've seen. On NBC <laughs> for three seasons. <laughs> and you're just going to go, how? Yeah.
0: It doesn't make sense <laughs> with some of the violence. I remember, I saw, I think, a good portion of season one yeah not just that it's just it it is the weirdest show i've probably
1: especially a network show i've ever seen (laughs) and it has it's one of those shows that like you know people are like revive hannibal and i'm like no just hannibal had such a beautiful ending just let it in let it be done no more
0: yeah so i will say there's one prequel thing and this is more like you were saying like a tv show based and i know i know josh you're not a game of thrones fan um I would say I'm against it. I just don't, haven't seen it. Well, get on it. <laughs> this is, I, I'm going to say this until the new season comes out. I'm telling everyone, I'm like, this is the perfect time to get on Game of Thrones because you have like a year until season eight. So you have a year mm-hmm. to watch the seven seasons, which sounds like a lot, but they're like 10 episode seasons. And. That way you can take your time, watch just, like, one a week, one every other week, and, you know, you can really break it up like it's a real show. or well, like it's a real show. Like, like you're watching it live, and then you can catch up. Um, but anyway... Because George R. R. Martin does so much goddamn world building and he's written tons of prequel books and so forth. And also just in the Game of Thrones, the Song of Ice and Fire stories, he does a lot of flashbacks and he talks about a lot of stories that happened prior when characters were younger. Um, I would love the I would love to see uh, it's called Robert's Rebellion. But like basically where the series starts, like this certain character we meet is king. And, like, it's basically, like, the war that he won, like, 20 years prior to become king. Um, Or it's, like, a a rebellion uh, against the throne for him to become king. And the reason why I think that would work so much as a... Like, I think it would be a great six to ten episode miniseries. Like, a, a mini prequel series. Like, it doesn't have to be an entire new show. But just one season where we and my fellow Game of Thrones fans will totally understand this like we we can show all the different characters that we've seen from the show we can show Ned we can show Robert the uh the Greyjoys the uh now I'm like blanking on all the things like we can see all these different families yeah. um and then also new characters but also like it doesn't matter that like, we don't have to lead up right to where the show left off, but just like that, it was a war. So, like, it's it, <laughs> like there was so mm-hmm. much they can cover. Um, people's betrayals, uh, there's like so much storytelling, and it's funny because George tells so much, uh, George, like, he's my buddy, uh, George R. Martin. <laughs> Tells so much of this just in flashbacks in his own series that I'm like, Christ, he created the like, like so many other books just from flashbacks (laughs) that could easily. It's true. Um, That's where I think that's, that's an example of a TV show I would love to see like a prequel for is because it's years prior, but also like the story's there. And some people say like, well, we just read the book then. It's like, yeah, but you could say that to any book adaptation just read it well well, why not why why not show it on the screen especially with like the level of budget they can have on hbo now Mm -hmm. um that's very true has uh, and besides i know we covered your uh obi-wan uh prequel idea uh is there any characters or franchises or just general things you would love to see prequels for I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head.
1: Um,
0: it's called growing, to... <laughs> yeah, it called "Growing Up Gus." It's called "Growing
1: Up Gus." I don't know. I mean, that's the hard thing about prequels is that you you kind of already have to know the character when the movie, TV show, whatever starts. So doing a prequel to them, um, I've always I've always thought it would be cool to see a. Um, a Harry Potter prequel that's not, you know, Grindelwald, <laughs> but doing one that the, during the original Order of the Phoenix, a, a TV show, a book, which you know, something. how many years prior?
0: It. How many years prior to Harry Potter, like being in school, is that? Like decades? It's a Harry's not born, so like I mean, w- would this. you say it's a hundred years? Like, is it a good? No, no, it's like,
1: it's, I think it's two or three, I, I, I don't know the exact time, but it's about two or three years before his birth. Gotcha. It's during the original Order of the Phoenix before Voldemort kills everyone. Gotcha. And his parents are killed, so it would be interesting to see, to see that, I think, but, you know, I mean... I'd like to see a prequel to The Force Awakens that tells me why why there's an empire still.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is definitely something I could see, um, but that's that's all I got. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, listeners, I would love to hear your thoughts on prequels. Do you think that they're pointless? Do you do you like them because you get to see more about the characters you already like? You think sequels should be it, and we should not go prior? Please leave a comment, tweet at us at Entertain Buffet, or tweet me at the Pros. Josh, where the where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at, a- at <laughs> They can find me
1: at at J. Scott Sibley. You can also follow me on Instagram. And I, I think I have a Tumblr. I haven't used it in a while. Don't follow me on Tumblr. <laughs> follow me on Instagram. Don't follow me or on, on Don't follow me on Tumblr. Who uses or Tumblr follow. anymore? <laughs> I don't know. People still use it. Really? It's still, it's still a thing. Yeah. You can find me at J. Sibley on both Instagram and Twitter
0: yes and you can find me on twitter and instagram at the pros t-h-e-p-r-o-z-e and um yeah please rate review subscribe to the entertainment buffet podcast check out out of this world it's coming to chicago coming to stage 773 in just a few weeks in june only four shows get your tickets stage 773.com all right josh thanks for uh, coming back on to the podcast to talk about prequels of course. Um, anything else you'd like to plug or say to the listeners before you uh, uh, take off? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think so.
1: I'm hopefully look uh, look forward to uh, checking out my short film later this year.
0: Yes, and we're gonna go get writing. Uh, we're gonna actually co-write uh, "Growing Up Gus." Uh...
1: <laughs> yes, I've already I already bought the website. <laughs> <You> are...
0: <laughs> Growing up, dot Uh <laughs> just I it was actually a dot info. I
1: couldn't uh I couldn't afford the dot gov.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening and uh, thanks again, Josh, for coming on. Of course.